Have you gotten pricked? Do you have a good prick getting pricked story? <laughs> like like pricking my thumb? Oh no, I mean getting that shot, getting that vac. Oh. Uh, you believe in I them, did. right? This isn't gonna be weird. I did get my first poke. Yeah? Yeah. How we, did it go? We got the first shot. Uh it went pretty good. Okay, so I'm actually very excited because I went in, you know. First off, it was weird because they made me switch masks, which I didn't understand. Why? Did you have, like, what was was your mask just a piece of pizza? And they were like, sir, that needs to be a mask. <laughs> I was wondering. So, I mean, everything about me is covered in cat hair because <laughs> my cats are huge and hairy, up to and including the mask I wear sometimes. <laughs> and, and you got to motorboat those bellies. Did, I get it. Did I walk in and they took one look at my mask and they're like... We're going to need you to put on one ours. <laughs> We're going to need you to take this. Huh. <laughs> but no, it went well, went smooth. But I'm very happy because I fe- I've been having like a picked last for gym class feeling about this. Mm. Everyone I know, all my friends, they've all been, you know, randomly selected or they're all finding opportunities to get their, their shot. And I finally just got mine. And when I went in, they had me schedule the second one, which I assume is normal. Yeah, they're like, all right, well, let's make sure we got time in there for you to get your second shot, and so that's in two or three weeks. But it wasn't until I got home and started talking to my girlfriend, and she said, "Oh, well, they didn't have me set schedule my second one. They're just gonna they're just gonna call me." So I'm hoping that they won't call her long enough for me to get the second one first, even though she got the first one first, so that I can rub it in her face. I can run around outside in our neighborhood with no mask, just screaming at people. There you go. And if there's anything you need to hold over somebody's head, it's health and safety. And I agree with you there. I think that that's that's a power move and a half. I've especially your loved ones, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, come on. But no, that's good. I'm glad you guys are getting sticked up there in Minnesota. Glad it's working out. Uh, I got I got mine a couple weeks ago. I got one. I got the one. I got the Moderna. I got that Derna. What'd you Ooh, get? I, I got that Pfizer. So oh. we can, you know, we can see how our superpowers develop and who got the better end of the. The deal. Yeah, man. yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, but yeah, well, hey, uh, we're getting we're getting pricked out here on the Polykill podcast. That's what you're listening to. We're half vaccinated. This is the half vaccinated podcast. I'm Trav. I go by Trav plays games sometimes. Nest friend on occasion, even guy in the street. I'm joined by Steve all the time. It's never not been Steve except for when it was Jake for about five years. Uh, yeah, Steve. Yeah. Thanks again you know, for being on the show. <laughs> it's great. Good having you back. You know, I. I appreciate 16 episodes guesting in a row. Feels yeah. great. Happy to be here. Every time someone says that they love Polykill, I just can't ask any follow-up questions for the sake of my ego. <laughs> when did I'm you start like, yeah, listening? When did you stop a lot listening? A lot of great episodes and a conversation. What else do you want to talk about? Yeah, yeah. We know that's what we do here. That's what we do here. You know, the thing is, Steve, uniquely, you and I uh, didn't really know each other and just started a podcast. I think we our first conversation was recorded and people heard it. So um, that's the fun thing about us. We're just winging it, guys. We're just a couple guys winging it. Just out here. Just trying to play some games for you. Two strangers trying to make it in the world. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Trying to prop up this old network we got. All right. Uh, Let's just get into it then. Shit. Okay. We talk about games that are coming out soon that we're going to ignore when they come out until they get cheap. (laughs) So uh, why don't you get started? Because... um, I don't know. I don't know why I want you to get started, but your line is longer on the sheet, so I feel like you have more to say. Yeah. It's probably because for some reason, as soon as we started recording, a wad of cat hair appeared in my mouth. But I'm a I'm a freaking adult. We're gonna power through this. Actually I'm starting to think you're a cat. 
<laughs> as time, how much cat hair can you get on you before you be, before you're like 51% cat and you're reclassified? <laughs> I don't know. There's some hoarders out there that have pushed that envelope. I'll let you know. But I hate to lie to everyone right away, but I actually have two on my list here, both of which I already have the pre-orders secured for. Amazon will ensure that I at least see the spines of these games as they go on my shelf. Oh. Presumably. Getting cocky. The first one is Near Replicant, and I would hate for anyone not to be able to Google it, so I'll make sure to give the title mm -hmm. in full. Near Replicant version 1.22474487139. Ooh. So if it's any other numbers, don't choose it. But <laughs> yeah, this is, it's essentially the remake of Near that came out on the PS3, but it's kind of goofy because... When Nier originally released, there was two versions in Japan. There was, I think, Nier Replicant and Nier Gestalt. And the version we got is Nier Gestalt. I'm probably saying that name wrong. Uh, but the primary difference between the two is the main character. The one we got, everyone calls him Nier Dad because he's like a middle-aged dude. <laughs> and then the one who's a repli in Replicant looks exactly like an RPG protagonist. He looks like a 16-year-old teenager you know like a, cl a cloud strife or whatever you might see great hair probably yeah yeah but I, I think by and large the game is still the same so I, I i think this is essentially a remake but i'm very excited just to replay this game because near on the ps3 is one of my long time favorites this game's very cool has one of the best soundtracks ever and i'm just i'm happy that after near automata came out kind of blew up got some popularity that it gave him enough of a tailwind to be able to release this version to reintroduce all those new fans to the original game, which I actually like more. Yeah, I was going to ask how you thought the two compared. So you like the Ridge more than Automata? I do. I think most people will like Automata more because Automata's platinum. It's a much smoother combat system and everything. The original Nier has some definite jank, but it's one of those games that, like, Moment to moment is sometimes kind of weird, kind of rough, kind of awkward, but it's just got so much heart and it's just so original that it it bumps up real high. It's a real high heart score from me. Oh, I see. All right, I've never I've never tried it. I I did play through uh, Automata and I didn't like it as or I didn't like it or love it as much as a lot of people. I respected it, but I don't. I wasn't sure if it was for me. I didn't know if maybe the first one would be something I should try too. So you're you're saying you're saying maybe. You know I like the jank. I mean if you want a version of Automata that maybe the combat plays a little worse, but <laughs> the story and the like mechanics and the the interesting genre switching that that series does is done better, then this is the way to go. All right. All right, perhaps, perhaps uh, a game that's coming out on a system that I don't own. Uh, but maybe one day, but I thought it was interesting, is Returnal. I don't, I'm not sure if that's a word. It's definitely going to be a game on April 30th. And I thought it was pretty interesting. It honestly reminded me a lot of, like, uh, Doom in the way that it played. I don't know if you saw the trailer for it. Like for the Returnal. modern Dooms, right? Like yeah, Doom yeah. 2016 Doom Eternal? Yeah, I totally can see that. Yeah, a lot of dashing, a lot of tentacle beings. It's a little more... Uh, <laughs> it's a little more... I don't know what you would say, like pop sci-fi alien style stuff. Not so much you're you're hearkening back on the gritty, gr gruesome, gross doom stuff, but that's sort of the relationship there that I'm seeing. But it also kind of reminds me because the story is a little bit in the trailer. It reminds me a little bit of like what was that that Matthew McConaughey 
movie where he talks through space. Interstellar, it kind of has that mm. too, where it's like this trippy uh, time uh, plane of existence thing going on. So I don't know. There's some mystery there. That's not usually my bag. That kind of gives me some... Um, wow, what was the name of that game where that guy's just covered in milk in a bathtub? Uh, the Evil Within. It gives me those vibes where it's like everything's just <laughs> non-linear and you're like, what is going on? It just confuses me. Like, it has moments where it's freaky, but altogether I probably couldn't tell you what happened. So I'm, I'm, I would be worried that that would be the case. Like, I'd get to the end of the game and you're like, okay, now i got to read the entire Wikipedia to figure out what I just <laughs> spent, you know, 12 hours doing. But uh, I don't know. It looked great. Yeah, it looks really cool. For a long time, I thought I was definitely going to pick it up on day one because it, it's new in the PS5's life. So I'm relatively starved for PS5 exclusive games. But it's just it's coming out at just the wrong time between near and the next game I'll talk about, which is new Pokemon Snap. It's just I know I don't have time for it. And I know that that's the type of game that is going to drop. 10, 15, 20 bucks after two, three months. So I might as well just wait it out and get it a little cheaper, but it looks cool. And it's a, I'm pretty sure it's like a roguelike. So hopefully they can combine that with the weird, like repetitive stuff happening in your mind story that you were talking about to do something cool. I'm very optimistic for roguelike storytelling after Hades. I like want to see other takes on people telling cool stories in that format. Especially this being a uh, sort of third-person, 3D, you know, giant world type stuff. You don't see the rogue translate to that as often, so. Yeah. Could be fun. Should be a lot of fun, but no one's going to be playing that because everyone's going to be playing new Pokemon Snap, right? Of I mean, Of course, yes. I know you were born and raised on Pokemon Snap. You've got to be the world's biggest Pokemon Snap fan, right? You know what's funny, though? I, I curiously... I've been very close to playing that old N64 Pokemon Snap because people are like, number one, it's short. Number two, it's super fun. It's like, if you're not that into Pokemon, that's like the best thing to play because you're just riding around looking at cute Pokemon. <laughs> and so I've thought, I'm like, sometimes when I'm really stressed out, I'm like, maybe it's maybe it's time. Maybe it's time. So I'm not down on this game. I'm not going to be like, I'm too good for Pokemon Snap. I feel you. Oh, I, th- I thought I could pin you against the wall. I assumed you hadn't played it. But- I've not, but no. I'm aware of it. Pokemon Snap is very cool. It is the closest thing that I can think of that we've ever gotten to a rail shooter puzzle game. So, I mean, you know, in like Star Fox, you'll go through a level in Star Fox and there'll be different spots where you can, you know, go through some rings or shoot certain asteroids or duck in through a waterfall and it'll open up a side path that lets you like head off to a different planet at the end. Mm-hmm. So... That puzzle solving is just like you trying to manipulate every Pokemon you see in the environment to do interesting, cute things. So it's just that concept expanded, which makes it very replayable. And I don't know. It's just I have a lot of fondness. It's a game that I played a lot right when it came out in the height of Pokemania. So it's long been the like, bring this series back along with F-Zero and maybe Wave Race for people. And they missed their opportunity to do it on the Wii U with the Wii U gamepad. So let's do it on the Switch. I'm here. I'm ready for it. I am going to play it. Dude, I uh, I will be honest with you. When I saw it on the list of games coming out, I, I just overlooked it. I said, nah, not for me. I've heard you talking here. 
you got me thinking a little bit. I went to the website. I'm looking at some of these screens, some of these in-motion captures. Wonderfully beautiful. I, uh, I'm i drawn to it. I want to play it. It looks fun. It's just... also think my daughter would enjoy watching me play it. It's a real feel-good game. Yeah. I think you're going to have to buy it, and you know, we'll, we'll rendezvous on what we think next time we record. Who thought, who would have thought that this podcast, would, we would really connect over a game I've never played and didn't want to play until 15 seconds ago. Very cool. We finally found common ground. You just never know what's going to happen here. <laughs> so the last one for me, and I think you might be interested in this as well, R-Type Final 2. I'm shit at these games, but I am such a sucker for any subsequent entry in a series that I was aware of growing up. It could be anything. They could mm. they could make a... Uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a franchise that stopped long ago, like a yeah, Joe and Mac 5 coming to Switch. <laughs> I mean, and it could look awful. I'd be like, wow, that looks terrible. But, I mean, I got to get it because it's Joe and Mac. I grew up with Joe and Mac. We got to play it, right? So that's, that's yeah. where I'm coming from with R-Type. I'd be awful at it. There's no way I'd get to the end of it. I wouldn't get past the first stage. Shooters are way too hard for me. Uh, I'm not even that impressed with this one just visually, but I got to have it for some reason. I'm excited because I feel like, uh, one, I don't think we get a lot of shoot 'em ups these days or shooters, scrolling shooters. Uh, and when we do, it tends to be more of the like bullet hell, very twitch dodging style. So uh, I'm excited for a shoot 'em up to come up that is a little more traditional because it's following in this long time tested franchise plus i just think it's so funny that on the ps2 they made our type final they said the series is done (laughs) we're we're throwing everything we have into this entry all the ships from all the previous r types this is the definitive work we're closing the book on our type we're calling it our type final and then like all right no we're gonna make a sequel we're gonna call it final two sorry we we want a little more money the final two, it does get me. It's like, why not just just revigorate, uh, like maybe start a new IP, call it S-Type. Just move down the alphabet. Maybe don't add a number. Just try a different type, you know? Oh, yeah, or like R-Typers <laughs> or something. <right? laughs> then, then you have to break, yeah, out, break out your Dreamcast keyboard and and beat it through typing, <laughs> typing skills. There's, just, there's a boldness to it. They... They're staring you dead in the eye as they release it, and they're saying, like, yeah, we know what we're doing. Enjoy. <laughs> so I, I think it. it'll be really good. And that's one that I didn't know it was ever coming out until it showed up on, like, a recommended thing on Amazon. I was like, oh, if you wanted to buy this game, you might like these other games. And I saw it there, and I was like, oh. And I pre-ordered it, like, a year ago when it didn't have a title or any information. I was just like, well, of course I want a new R time game. So yeah, it'll come. I'm excited. I want to check it out. Yep. Yep. Comes out the same day as that new Pokemon snap. It's coming out on everything too. Your PCs, your switch, your ones, your fours, your not on the PS five, according to this list, but you know, I've learned not to trust this list as much, but uh, I don't think it's coming out on the five. We're still in that awkward phase where they not launched the new console, but they're too afraid to launch games for it. So you just, Enjoy the pretty box playing your PS4 games. Says it's going to be on the Series X and S, so who knows? Who knows? Steve, I think it's time for you to get that ass in the hot seat. (laughs) I'm going to be honest. It's been so long. The seat cooled down. I've been sitting in it this whole time. It's just not that hot. So 
I'm going to need you to turn up the temperature on this seat. Let me turn this knob. Uh, all right. I themed mine a little bit. Actually, a lot of bit. Oh, it's entirely themed, 100%. <laughs> you know, we lost a, uh, a, a an artist who had a large impact on me growing up, DMX. You know, mm. April 9th, we lost DMX. Actually, the first rap album I ever bought was And Then There Was X, came out in 1999. I was mm. huge into it. Big into it. Are you at all a DMX fan? Were you? Are you? No, but not that I dislike DMX. I've just never gone out of my way to listen to DMX. So I'm aware of, you know, the real big radio hits probably. If I you heard them, the I recognize them, but good, that's good, about good. it. Uh, good. Then these questions are going to be perfect for you. When was the last time you acted a fool up in here and lost your cool up in here? Not even up. It doesn't have to be up in here. Clearly, you've always been cool with me. But when was the last time you acted a fool? You lost. You blew your top. You said, doggone it. Uh, okay. So, I very, very rarely blow my top. When I'm acting a fool, mm-hmm. I basically just become, like, annoying or short or snippy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what you think of as someone being hangry is like basically as mad as I get outside of a certain threshold of like right. true indignance. But that's why you wear the headband. It keeps your top on that. We don't blow it. You know, <laughs> the last time I was genuinely flipping a lid there, um, it would have been over like something dumb. I don't know. It would have been like a couple weeks ago and I just probably... Skipped a sandwich that I shouldn't have skipped and ended up saying something kind of mean and then didn't like to hear that I was told I was being mean or something like that. It Unmemorable, but I can assure you that it was a 100% worthless, pointless reason to be mad. And it was probably over a sandwich you're indicating there. Interesting. You referenced yeah, food twice. I now know that uh, if, if you and I are ever around each other, I, I must keep you fed. And... Uh, <laughs> I keep your yeah, headband keep, a keep little. Keep a fanny pack full of PB and J's, and just <laughs> if you see me start to dip, just, just there you go. In my mouth. Yeah, keep keep just a little. Also, in a, in the same fanny pack, maybe even just keep some uh, cold, moist bandanas so you can cool down uh, if you get uh, get a little too heated. Because <laughs> hey, man, would you just put this around your head there? Cool down. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. You get snippy. Yeah. You're getting snippy. All right, Getting cool. There. Up in here, uh, Steve. Where are your dogs at? Where are your dogs at, Steve? Where are your dogs? Are you aware of where your dogs are? My dogs, I, so I don't have dogs. I have cats. One of them's out there probably napping on the couch. The mm-hmm. other one is probably up there napping against his scratcher because he literally lays with his scratcher 80% of the time. But I'm going to take this opportunity to uh, raise an issue that I think we need to talk about. Oh, my gosh. With, with regards to where my dogs are. Okay. I don't understand how we as a society have evolved we are intelligent, you know, we, we have accomplished, we have invented the internet. We've done so many amazing things. Yeah. You know, we still have a long ways to go in some areas, but certainly you could argue that we are in a better position scientifically, socially, culturally than maybe we ever have been. Mm-hmm. And yet, I can't just pet someone's dog when they walk by me on the street. They look kind of annoyed, they pull their dog away. It should just be accepted that if you have a cute dog that you're walking or that's in your yard, I should be allowed to walk up and play with it. It wants to be played with. I want to play with it. Why are we denying ourselves? Wow. I'm going to have to... Here, take this 
cold, moist bandana. <laughs> Here, just just take it. Trust me, you need this right now. Just take it. Uh, uh, I'm, I guess I'm with you. Jeez, I've. It's a real, real pet issue for me. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> well, you know. Yeah. You have a good point. There's a lady on my in my neighborhood that walks her dog, and and she'll, she's like 30 yards away from you. She she's all smiling. You get up close, and she's got that little dog, and you make any motion toward that dog, she jerks it away, and she's like, "Hey now." <laughs> You didn't, you know, this isn't yours. You don't feed it. Hey, I just wanted to pet the dog. I thought that, you know, whatever. Screw you. Take your dog. I don't care. I was just being nice. Yeah. You don't, you don't bring it to the vet. You don't get to pet it. That's the trade off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Steve, what you really want? What do you really want, Steve? Tell me. What do you want? What is it that you want? What do I really, really want? What do you want? Tell me what you want. What you really, really that's want. Spice I think that's a Girls. different song. That though. was Spice Girls. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say I want two things that are kind of diametrically opposed. Okay. I just want just an abs- just just enough money to never have to work again. I'm not greedy. Give me a, give <laughs> yeah. me 2 mil. I'll pay that off. I'll invest it. I'll live off a reasonable set of interest. Like I'm good. Yeah, yeah. And then I also want games to not be so freaking expensive. I want to buy video oh, games. Dude, I saw you I think you tweeted or you mentioned it somewhere and I am with you on that. I have been, I've, you know, I got my Biden bucks and I've been, <laughs> I've been trying to quote unquote invest it in some eBay and I can't, I'm getting cock blocked left and right by these goddamn prices. What happened? The, the, my price app can't keep up. I'm like, oh, that game shouldn't Seriously? be going. And then I look and I'm like, well, hell, why are everybody, why is everybody, if the game, if the market value of the game is 20 bucks cheaper than what everybody's buying it on eBay, then technically that's not the market value, is it? Oh, <laughs> it's it's literally outpacing. You look, you're like, okay, well, this is forty dollar game. That's that's getting spendy, but I might as well bite now before it's too bad. And you realize that it only shows in that app that it's forty dollars because it was twenty dollars two days ago, and it's ninety dollars now, and it just hasn't <laughs> had time to recalculate yet. I know. I've, to actually today, I was I was hit with that to today. So I'm I am 100% with you. The the hobby, it's going to slow down for me here. I just I can't keep up. Uh yeah, I, I want it, both it of those things to. too. I want tons of money and all the video games. So <laughs> I'm with you there. All right, you know, as you know, the rough riders uh when they would roll, they would first stop, then drop, shut them down, then open up shop. In that order, I'm asking you, how do you roll? The same thing, different order, different steps. How you roll it? If I roll, I get pretty dizzy, so I kind of just don't roll. <laughs> don't roll. Not a big mover, huh? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm a bender. Oh, okay. Sure. I'm a lifter when the situation calls for it. I'm a I'm a puller. Oh, you'll pull. I'm, but I don't think I'm going to roll. I, I mean, have you... You remember when you were a kid, you know, you'd roll down a hill or something. You'd be laughing, it'd be goofy, you'd stand up and you'd run back to the top of hell, you'd do it again. Have you done that as an adult? It will, first off, you will get so dizzy that you vomit, (laughs) and you're lucky to get to the bottom without a hairline fracture somewhere. It's just, rolling isn't what it used to be. That's true. That's a good point. So you're saying, like, first you're going to bend, then you're going to lift, then you're going to (laughs) pull... I don't know. Your dance is strange, but I think you describe most of the Macarena, and that's fine. Yeah. Okay, very good. (laughs) Uh, So here we go. Here's the last one. So as folks know who have listened to this podcast for years, 
Uh, first we go on a rock, <laughs> then we go on a roll, and then of course after that we let it pop, go let it go. But what's Steve gonna give to you? He gonna give it to what's Steve gonna give to you? You know, DMX was giving it to us. What's Steve gonna give you? I got two answers for you. Okay, and great. rather than just choose the better one, I'll just give you both. Oh please. One, I'm gonna give you actual beats. I'm going to promise to come out of this podcast and actually beat video games and make it interesting. That's what I'm going to give you. Okay. Feel threatened. Very good. What's, a, what's that? That, other one? That, that was certainly a threat. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I'm going to give you is nothing because I'm not going to give it to you, but I am going to deliver to you because I can't think of DMX without thinking of the classic YTMND. X going to give it to you. X going to deliver to you. So there you go. There you that's go. That's what it is. Very good job. Thank you so much. You uh, you rough rode that pretty well, I would say. So very good on that hot seat. All right. Games that we're playing now, though. You've you've been ah oh, man. I, let me just go ahead and and because you called me out there already in your hot seat from your hot seat. You called me out. You were supposed to be the one backpedaling, but you said I'm the one that brings the beats to this podcast. And you know, long ago. It used to be I was the beater, and Jake was the, the. I was trying to think of something that rhymed with the beater that he could be. But I was the beater, and he was the... Cedar. He was the cedar. <laughs> he would sit in the seat and uh, just talk. And then uh, I bring you on, because I'm like, man, let's get a guy on here that beats some games. Let's shake it, let's shake it up a little <laughs> bit. Uh, and then, and then late, I haven't been able to play a ton. I haven't been able to play a ton. And because we had a, we have uh, we had to skip a week last week, we didn't acknowledge that. But um, sorry, everyone. Uh, I'm sure you were fine. But yeah, we had shit going on. But because of that, you got a long list. My list still very short. <laughs> so <laughs> just wanted to let everybody know that uh, I'm not leaving the podcast. But uh, unless Blink gets rid of me, because he's my boss now, he beats uh, he beats more games than me, and that's how it works here. So uh, take it away, Blink. I'm, I'm glad that seniority has nothing to do with it, and that it's all just volume of output it's i mean yeah imagine if your position if it was just that simple in life like you work at a taco bell if you produce the most tacos you're the manager of the taco bell now i love it i absolutely love it that's how sports kind of works it's one way to go certainly but okay so when it comes to beating games it's actually been slower you'd think that we've been gone three weeks i would come back with just this like absolute bomb a ton of games that I've been playing, a ton of games that I've been beating, but it's been a little more measured. And I was trying to figure out why, and I realized it's because a lot of my games are in prison. Whoa. So I'm playing a lot of different stuff right now, but I can't always play it. So uh, I I think we talked last time about It Takes Two, which is a co-op game that I'm playing. I can't play that unless my co-op partner is available which narrows the scope of time i can play it now is that your you're the girlfriend that lives with you yeah um, not the other one i don't know why i worded it like that <laughs> <laughs> um, you can't be bringing our conversations from before we hit record onto the air all right <laughs> but no i just wanted to clear that up that's with someone that's in your house so okay gotcha you're not syncing up online with someone was was the point no 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 and then I've got Yakuza Like a Dragon, which I've been playing. I think I also spoke about that one. But mm-hmm. that is one where I am playing it essentially with Leah as well. But it's a text. It's all, it's all text. It's not a lot of dialogue. So she needs to be not doing anything else that demands her attention. So she has to like 
need to be available to sit next to me and also stare at the TV so she can enjoy the story as well. Mm, okay. And then also I've got Shining Wisdom that I'm working through, but I I played that on stream, and so yep. it's locked to the stream. I can't make a bunch of progress off stream. People come back the next day, they're going to be like, I didn't even get to see the Ice Temple. Yeah. That was the, the Ice Temple in Shining Wisdom is clearly what I wanted to see, and now I don't get to see it. And speaking of expensive games, if you're a collector, that is one of them. <laughs> That's true. That's probably true of most games. At this point, if you told me that It Takes Two or Yakuza were $100 games, I'd be like, sure. Yeah, yeah. I believe it. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Some version of it, definitely. Yeah. So I've I've been able to make progress in all these, but it's been... It's been relatively slow. I will say the one that I've put the most time into has been Shining Wisdom on the stream. And I've really, really been enjoying this. So it's on the Saturn, and it's essentially Zelda. Zelda with a little bit of the Shining coat painted over the top. But I don't know. It's just, it's so of an era. Like, it it just looks, it just feels like a Sega Saturn game. And it's been a long time since I, like, really sat down and played something on Saturn. Not just, like, poke it, Panzer Dragoon, or Nights into Dreams for 10, 15 minutes here. To actually, like, sit down and, like, go hard on it has been pretty enjoyable. Very cool. I I really want to play it, too. I'm hoping that one day that $2 million you were talking about <laughs> happens for me, too. And then I can, I can play that one and then maybe Sh- uh, Shining Force 3. That'd be great. And that other one, oh. I, it's so expensive, I can't even remember the name of it. It's so expensive, I can't afford to say it. <laughs> so, all those Shining oh. games, man. But uh, I love that series, so I'm, I was happy to see you streaming that. It's, And I I didn't know a lot about Wisdom. I just assumed it was like the other ones, but very different. And maybe something that I would really enjoy. I love the action RPGs. Yeah, it is it is a lot of fun. Um, it was fun enough for me to go back and replay the first three hours of it a second time. So just a heads up to anybody out there that has a Sega Saturn, uh, make sure that your save battery, your CR2032, is not dead. Yeah. Because I play, I pl- popped it in on a stream, played three, four hours of it, made some good progress, went back the next day, and that file was gone because my save battery in my Saturn was dead. That is the worst, Yeah. I learned I learned that the hard way as well playing a game called Dark Savior I think is the name of it mm. on the old Saturn yeah and I I had a, a few hours of progress and came back and was like huh that must just have been a bad dream <laughs> uh, but yeah check your batteries folks and check them often just like your diabetes I actually now I'm, I have a I got a stockpile of those batteries those CR thirty twos and I just plop one in whenever I'm ready to commit to a game on the Saturn I don't even flirt with it. Just, I don't care, because oh. I, I can't tell when that battery's going. I don't know. I got so overconfident because I, since I bought my Saturn, which was somewhere in the early to mid-2010s, I changed the battery when I got it. And in my brain, I was just like, oh, well, I changed the battery in the last 10 years. You know, these consoles <laughs> usually last 20 years before batteries or capacitors start to go out, right? Yeah, so you think. I was a little overconfident, but man, it was... It only took about an hour, hour and a half, knowing where to go to get back to where I was. And yeah, I guess that helps. It was, it was a lot of fun. Very good. Very cool, man. Well, I have been playing uh, Ghost of Tsushima, or Tsushima? I don't know if I've been saying it wrong. Every time somebody says it, they say it differently. So I'm just, whatever. Whatever it is. 
Uh, but <laughs> damn, I love that game. And I, I think I mentioned it maybe a few episodes ago, right after I finished The Last of Us 2, I tried to pop into that. I think it was just too soon. I think I had too much mm-hmm. Last of Us 2 in my brain, and I flipped over to this other game that's wholly different. I mean, it's open world, and it does all these, you know, all these other things that it, it's just the not, it is the not Last of Us 2. That I, yeah. It didn't click. I was like, what? What is going on? Why? You know, ooh. Uh, then I went to 1996. Got really separated from it. Yeah. And then I had that issue where it's like, okay, well, I put a little bit of time into it. Now it feels like a mental hurdle to just jump back in because now I don't know what I was doing and I wasn't really digging it at the time. It was like pulling teeth just to get me to turn that PS4 on and click on that Mm -hmm. icon. But man, I'm so happy I did because once I, you know, flailed around for a little bit and uh, finally got my bearings, uh, wow, what an amazing game it's become. First of all, uh, the weeds. I can't stop staring at them. Some some of the best weeds, if not the best oh, weeds out there. Best, best weeds in the game. Best weed. Best game weeds. I mean, I would put my life on that sentence. Easily the best game weeds. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, just all the times of day, all the light settings, all that stuff, and the the breeze and all that. Just a marvel to look at. I don't think I've I've played a game quite like that. I think this this one might take the cake for me and my. I guess I would say my limited experience with PS4, Xbox One high-end games. I haven't played a ton of those, so there's probably some pretty ones out there, but this is one where I'm like, holy shit, just incredible. Um, and it, it looks even better on PS5, so whenever you get around to PS5, make sure you at least pop it in and, and play around for an hour or two. It's it's ridiculous that a game like that can get a visual upgrade, but it can. It's crazy, because I, I can't imagine it. Like I, I, and I, that occurred to me as I was playing it. I'm like, how could this be even better? I don't understand because I have, you know, I have like, I don't even have a PS Pro. I have the the original PS4 on a TV that's like 10 years old. So it's it could be better for me already. And I've, <laughs> I've not, <laughs> and I'm still blown away by it. So, and I'm pretty easy to please on graphics altogether. I'm not yeah. usually very critical of that, but uh, I am loving just being awestruck by these and that's not even getting into the game itself. I mean, controls good, good story, good characters. I love everything about it. I can't think of anything I don't like about it other than uh, there are some like, you know, not to get too far into weeds, but no. uh, but they're beautiful. But there are some like different stances that you have to switch to against certain enemies, and I never do that. I just whatever stance I got, I'm just <laughs> I like whatever. Like I don't I don't know if I want to switch to my wind stance because I don't really remember what that does. So I'm just gonna fight. Like, you know, like right now. So that's like a little, maybe a little too um, too many options combat-wise for, for me. But uh, one thing that this game has done has given me confidence in the ability to parry. I have never been great at that in video games. I'm always, Just let me hold in block. Don't make me time it. I'm scared. He's going to hit me. Mm. Uh, but, but with this, it has a really good, um, I guess, tutorial or ramp up with the enemies in terms of doing that. And uh, now I'm like, yeah, I'm going to, next, I'm going to do Dead Souls. Yeah, I'm going to do, I'm going to do it. Like it's got me. It's giving me all this false confidence. I can parry now because I always felt like that was the thing that helped me held me back with those games was just timing that the the parry. So, uh, but yeah, what a wonderful game! I'm so happy I played it. I think I might be just just a tick under half, or maybe right around halfway through. I don't know how long it's going to take me to get through it. So if I bring it back next episode, just be ready for that. But I plan to savor it. I'm not I'm not in any hurry with Ghost of Sushima, Sushimya. <laughs> Uh, I'm pretty sure is how, you, how you're looking to say that. Okay, thank you. I mean, that's wrong, but at least <laughs> then you're, there's no doubt that you're that you're trying and failing. Sure, sure, sure. 
I had a very similar experience, not exactly the same thing to you with Ghost of Shima, where I, I played it, you know, I, I probably got about as far as you did, about halfway or so, and it was, like, really good, and I didn't really have any complaints with it, but I was just, it was just, like, not the right game at the time. I remember that, I, I yeah. was playing, I was like, I acknowledge that this game is pretty awesome, but I still am, like, kind of dragging myself, like, pulling a little harder than I need to to get, convince myself to pick up the controller, so I... I called that one and I said, I'll come back to this at some point. And I, I haven't yet, but it's good to know that it's just sitting there waiting for me when the time comes. Curious, are you, is that a style of game that you're drawn to in, in general? Do you like the open world, um, you know, sort of questy type RPG games? Mm, not really, no. I haven't okay. played too many of them. Like I've never played a Far Cry. The only Assassin's Creed I ever played was the very first Assassin's Creed Um the Elder Scrolls, I haven't gotten gotcha. into those. So, okay. um, yeah, maybe a little bit of it was that it's just a genre I'm not too familiar with. But uh, yeah, it was. It also was like at the time I was not in the mood for something that was quite as violent as that is. Yeah, that makes and sense I too. Like, I get that. Yeah, because I, I mean, let's I just, let, let's save it. The more I think about it, I just think that that genre is like when it comes to um, the modern stuff. That's the genre I like most because. I think it really it, they, those games tend to max out the capabilities of those systems in a lot of ways, and uh, I I get yeah. real impressed with just the depth and everything that you can do. So I'm really drawn to them in that way. But I love the Far Cries and the Elder Scrolls and the Fallout's and you know all that all that uh, all that regular stepdad stuff, all that stuff, <laughs> all, all those games that are just massively popular that get super cheap, you know, and you just see them on doorsteps after a divorce like those games like they're left in there with the call of duties and the fifas and you got like that block of adventure rpgs that were just hot so that's me give me all those hey that's a good there's a, they're popular for a reason yeah I, it, I enjoy i always feel like i have a whole world of those types of games to explore whenever the time comes so yeah I, well another thing with you i mean you're a big beater do you think that part of it is like the time suck that is associated with those? I mean, I know you also play you also play your RPGs. You just played a, a Dragon Quest for crying out loud. But is there some of that where you're like, it's just it's a little too daunting, and I got a lot I want to do? Yes, there is definitely a component of that. It's it's a long time investment. I feel like I'm not going to get pulled into the story of any of those games. I think I did start to enjoy the Ghost of Tsushima story, but when mm-hmm. I think of like Far Cry or something. Uh, I, I, I tie them to JRPGs in my head cause they're both scratching the same, like grindy, repetitive loop, micro reward itch, right? Like grind up, get some levels, enjoy watching the number go up is not that different from, you know, go invade that camp, overtake it and watch the icon on the map turn blue instead of red. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And so it's that same like desire, but then usually at the outset, the stories don't seem as interesting to me as. Uh, JRPG, and so I end up opting for a JRPG when I want something more grindy and repetitive like that. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Very cool. Are you playing anything yeah. else a la Memento? I sure am. I've got one more game, uh, and so we'll talk about it when we get down to the old beaterinos, but I finished up Walking Dead Season 2, and after that, whew, heavy boy. Heavy boy. Oh, no. What is it? My, is it my heart... Silent Hill 5, is that even out? <laughs> uh, no, not yet. Can we get a Silent Hill 5, please? But it just, oh my gosh. I, I was worn down after playing it. 
great it was a great game but i i needed something that was basically the exact opposite of walking dead where i just left all this misery and i wanted not that and so i i popped in and started playing new super lucky's tale which is in all regards the exact opposite video game <laughs> yeah of the walking dead yeah it really it is. is a colorful platformer it is cartoony it's very mindless i can listen to a podcast or watch a youtube video while i play it I don't have to pay attention to the story at all. It's a game I've played before because I played Super Lucky's Tale on Xbox One when it first came out. So right. it's just it's just been comfort food. It's a really good 3D platformer if that's what you want. If you just like want a pretty resistance-free, colorful environment to run around and collect some stuff in, it's perfect for that. And it's been a nice palate cleanser for the last day or two for me. And I... I, it, it shouldn't take too long to beat it, so I'd be surprised if it uh, didn't show up on the beats come next time we record. Yeah, man. That's, that seems like a Steve game to me. Colorful, bright, kind of reminds me of uh, Banjo and Kazoodle a little bit, just thematically. That's a that's a yeah. Steve game right there. Love me them 3D platformers. Right on, man. What else have you been working on? Yeah, I just wanted to... Uh, really, it's nothing I've been working on because uh, I, I kind of have a similar situation with you. I have a couple of games that are in prison right now because my friends are assholes. So I've been working on... <laughs> and just call them out because I, I don't think these guys even listen to the podcast. So this, I'm just kind of shouting into the wind. But I got Orcs Must Die 3 going on the stadium with a buddy. And uh, that guy's just been like, yeah, sorry, man, it's 8.30, but I am tired. I'm probably just going to hit the sack. I'm like, it's 8.30. <laughs> what, are you, what, are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? That's ridiculous. Sun's not even down yet. Yeah, I was like, good lord, is the is the ombudsman there at the nursing home getting on your ass and trying to get y'all to, getting y'all down early tonight? <laughs> uh, and then Gears Five is another one I've been playing with a pal, and uh, he he's complaining that he's working uh, too late. So we got we got the we got two opposites. We got one guy that's sleeping early, one guy working late. I can't get any I can't get any bro time in on my games. That's why I don't like multiplayer games usually, it's because I'm not in control of what's going down and when it's going down. So just, uh, again, I'm just complaining about my friends here, and I'm upset. So uh, one day we'll get back to that. But, hey, let's relieve ourselves of that angst I just pitched out and plug ourselves instead. Oh, man. If you like Sounds what you're good. Yeah, I know it does, right? If you like what you're <laughs> hearing so far and... God, I fucking hope you are. Be sure to check us out on our website, polymedianetwork.com. we got more shows. You can find Drunk Friend. That's where me and Snest Drunk get together. We do interviews with other people that create stuff. Most recently, we chatted with 8-Bit Music Theory, a wonderful channel if you like video game music. You'll learn a ton. And we also chatted with uh, State of Mercury, who does some interesting things with Metallica music, especially, and I think that will blow your mind. Absolutely. We've also got Petey's Power Hour, which is hot and deep into season two at this point. On the last episode, she talked to Josh, my co-host from IndieQuest. They talk about SpongeBob. It's a good time. If you want to learn about alcohol, but also just a ridiculous amount of trivia about literally everything else, it's a good show. Check it out. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't want to hear about SpongeBob? I know I do. Please check out Tales of the Lesser Medium. Please. If you want to hear a bad story but laugh a lot while doing it, well, that's what we're doing in there. Caleb J. Ross and I just recorded our next episode. It's due out in a couple of weeks. It should be pretty funny. And, uh, yeah, we got Half-Life already. We got we got Resident Evil. We got Tomb Raiders in there, Blaster Master. We got some good stuff already in the old catalog, so uh, check it out, please. Also got Indie Quest, which is your exploration of all things indie games. 
just had a nice long full meaty episode all about journey we brought on friend of the show ari lewis 2011 to talk about that and we've got some very cool episodes in the pipe too so if you want to chat indie games and hear some cool guests coming up be sure to tune into that one and when you do go ahead pop into whatever that podcast app is pop into apple podcasts stitcher wherever you are rate us and leave us a little bit of a review you know mm-hmm. click them five stars and, and let us know what you're liking about the show because if you tell us what you like we'll do more of it our egos are <laughs> pretty tied to the things you type it's it's absolutely true and uh if i could ever remember to to look uh we'd read we'd actually we'd read a brand new review out here on the show and we'd make it pretty fun so please please do it yeah. uh, only if it's five stars though we're not going to read a dick we're not gonna read one of your dick <laughs> um, Polykill also has a Patreon. You can visit patreon.com forward slash polykill to find it. Get a tier that works for you there. If you're interested in helping us out, we'd really appreciate it. Uh, you'll get early access to stuff, including NES friend videos, which are the NES-centric review videos that I make there on YouTube. Petey's Power Minutes, where she does a quick a quick little recipe there or a quick little rundown of something regarding the old alcohol. And uh, sometimes podcasts like this one, if I get it edited early, you might get it a little bit early. If that's if that, if that gets you going, you could get it early. How about that? Huh? Feels good to be out ahead of everyone. And you know, we have a lot of we have a lot of clout. We've got a lot of influence. Absolutely. We talked about yeah. Shining Wisdom earlier. Almost certainly that game's going to shoot up to two grand now, oh. so you can be in on the ground floor. That's true. I need to. Whew, maybe I should get it before I publish this. <laughs> Yeah, you can just edit that out. But <laughs> if you want to reach out to the show, you can always contact us at polykillpodcast at gmail.com. We love to hear from you. You can write in a topic of discussion. You can just write in a bunch of compliments. Whatever it is, we will read it on the show almost certainly, as long as it is intelligible and uh, not mean, just like the reviews. Or seven pages long. Also, you can just include pictures of your family. Uh, I, don't, I don't care. <laughs> we just we need someone to talk to us. Please. Please. Okay. <laughs> uh, now that that desperate moment's out of the way, let's talk about some games we've beaten. Now, Steve, you probably thought coming in here, you're like, Trav's been bitching. He's been sending me messages all week saying, I didn't beat anything. Don't fire me. Don't fire me. Uh, but uh, I'm here to surprise you. I got a couple beats in here. I got a couple. You know, I got, I got, uh, I got literally two. Because you have 17, why don't you go ahead and get started? Yeah, I, I think that makes sense. So I did manage to wrap up Badland Wonderworld, which we talked about a lot on the last episode, and I made a plea to everyone to at least try it. Don't just necessarily read the reviews. And, I mean, coming out of it, I kind of felt the same way that I did in that conversation. It is not perfect. It certainly has its problems, and it maybe overstays its welcome a little bit. There's a lot of little quibbles I have with it, but it's just, it's colorful, it's bright, it's cheery, it's just like, it's destined to put a smile on your face if you just like dumb, simple, fun, bright games. So I had a lot of fun with it, um, and at some point I'll go back and probably clean up everything, get the platinum, but it's a meaty boy. Even just to finish it, it's like a 15-hour game, so wow, that's interesting. Uh, you certainly get your money's worth. Because I heard that game sucked. I heard it sucked Ooh. so bad. Whew. Wow. No, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Somebody had to, right? Yeah, it was it was very good. <laughs> I I enjoyed it quite a bit. You know, I wonder how much the negativity because the, the negativity of that or surrounding that game in and of itself kind of became a story. Uh, I wonder if that actually kind of helped its marketing because I don't think I would have heard about it unless people were complaining about it, and that made me curious in it. And then I looked at it and I was like, it "Doesn't look that bad." <laughs> I kind of now want to play it. So I wonder how many how much favor they got from 
I'm, I'm, it probably balances out, to be honest, but I, I wonder if there were any people that <laughs> were drawn to it because it popped <laughs> up in their Google feed, and they were like, oh, this thing's getting panned. looks good, though. What the heck's a Wonder World? Yeah, yeah maybe. Ba- uh, they were like, Balan? Ba- Balan? <laughs> Balan? <laughs> I, I heard that sales were pretty underwhelming. Oh. Um, so it maybe helped increase its it's name recognition, but I don't think that that may be converted into people actually spending money on it. Well, we'll see. God, let me squeak a game in here. I've been ooh, talk about these beats. Uh, I finished Golden Axe on the Sega Genesis, and uh, yeah, that's one that's uh, you know you could argue it's short. Like, hey, travel, what are you doing out here? You just beating games that take uh, 30, 45 minutes, and you're damn right. Yeah. You're damn right. That's what I did. But it did take me a bit because uh, I'm not skilled at video games, so uh, I learned that there is a um, a password. Like a little, uh, little, little code you can enter there that you can level select. So I practiced, uh, practiced uh, beating the final guy there. Last couple levels, got my confidence up. I was like, because it's it's actually really tough at the end. The the final boss is, uh, uh, he's a bastard. He's kind of tough. So that took me a little bit. Did some, I did some reps, and then I would start the game from like maybe level three. See if I can make it all the way through it before I burned up my continues. Oh, got close. <laughs> or maybe I pulled it off. Let's go to let's go to stage two. Just doing that repetition, doing that practice, drilling, doing drills, and I finally yeah. beat it. And I always feel pretty good when I beat a game that way. When I put in the work, that's how yes. I eventually no death contra one one time and just really putting in the uh, putting in those Olympic, you know, that Olympic training montage. That's that's what I'm that's what I'm here for. So I think I think stuff like that goes along and this is going to feel like a real non sequitur but it's in my head so oh, okay. that's that's why it is a sequitur sure stuff like that is part of why i enjoy playing things non emulated cuz when i'm emulating something i'm so tempted to just drop a save state mm-hmm. in whatever tricky part and i deny myself that satisfaction of like learning the patterns learning the enemies grinding developing the the abilities and it really is a very unique uh, type of satisfaction, a very unique beat to beat one of those older, you know, beat 'em ups, shoot 'em ups, anything that kind of follow that same, uh, like repetitive, short but difficult uh, routine. Yeah, yeah, it makes you feel like you earned it. And then yeah. I tried to, I tried to move on to Golden Axe too, and was not having. The same amount of success. Oh, number one, the co- the code is is ridiculously stupid to enter for that one. It's like on the first one for <laughs> level select, you just you basically hold in a couple direction buttons and press B once, and it's like boom, you're you're in there. It's easy. Uh, but for this one, you have to like you have to hold in A, B, and C on on your Genesis at the same time when the game starts. Then you press start. Then you let off uh, B and C when it gets to the menu. Keep keep A held in. Scroll down the options and then select options by hitting B, A, B, and C at the same time. Never, never let go of A. <laughs> then you have to scroll all the way down to the bottom to exit that menu by doing the same thing. And then you go back up to the top menu and you do it again twice. Then you select your character and at that point, uh, to to select your character, you have to uh, press A, B, C, start and left on the D pad at the same time, and then you can select the stage. And I pulled that off maybe ten percent of the time to the point that like it made it was I had to practice the code to practice the game, and that was it was just a, a bit a bit of a, a barrier for me to to try that one uh, more than I did. So uh, I retired it at least for now. But uh, yeah, it was I think it's a little tougher than the first one for sure. Uh, that I honestly couldn't tell if you were making that up to troll me as you were describing it because it sounds so unbelievable. 
Nope, that's that's one hundred percent true. I can send you the game fact. I was as I was as <laughs> flabbergasted as as the listener. Yes, it was intense. Interesting. All right. Well, good luck on that one, and I hope to see it showing up down the line. <laughs> Maybe one day. Here. Yeah. Uh, so I finished up one that I've been meaning to play for a long time. I kind of got two back to back related boys here. Okay. Uh, in that they are both Sonic the Hedgehog related. First one is Freedom Planet. Which is Sonic the Hedgehog with all of the recognizable IP filed off and generic characters shoved into its place. And that's the one you talked about it's, last time, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. This is a pre-Sonic Mania, basically Sonic fan game. Gotcha. It was a lot of fun. I will say that it has a little too much in the way of story. I don't need this much story in a 2D platformer. When I'm watching... Cutscenes for longer than I'm playing levels after them. Oh, it's got there's no there is no amount of story that I will ever care about in a in a 2D platformer like that. So just yeah. the, it has a like classic or traditional mode. I forget the name of it. Lets you bypass all that stuff. I would I would say go that route. Mm-hmm. Normally I don't say skip through story if it's something you might be interested in, but maybe try a level or two. See if that story's really gripping you, and if it's not start that game over and play in classic <laughs> mode because it it's an excellent sonic game it plays super well huge variety of moves really big expansive levels tons of stuff to find fun boss fights it just oh the pacing is so so jarring with all the story that they jam in there very interesting it reminds me of the, some of those Mega Man games uh later in the series where you can't even start playing it because it's like oh we're gonna have a conversation for 20 minutes okay 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 <laughs> I don't want to be one of those people that's like, well, you know, we don't need in my old in my old retro style games. I don't need no story. I just like to go back to the basics. It's I kind of am like that, but it's more like in this particular instance, I don't feel that the story was gripping enough to justify the length it took. Yeah. But the gameplay is phenomenal, and that is and is totally worth playing it in spite of what seems like mostly negativity on my part. But yeah, so you beat that. So you beat one Sonic-like game. Okay. Yeah, and then I played another Sonic-like game, which is Sonic R, the Sonic Racing game. Also an expensive game. Where are you getting all these? Did you already, did you already get your $2 million? I was surprised at this one. Someone, I bought this game for like $30 however many years ago, and I always thought of Sonic R as like one of the dependable Saturn games that is like fun and affordable or affordable-ish. And mm-hmm. then someone was like, oh, no, it's like a $100, $150 game. And I was like, Oof. I'm sorry to anyone who is trying to buy any Sega Saturn game at this point because, eesh. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> tough times. But so this this happened when my Saturn battery had died. I went to pop in Shining Wisdom. The file wasn't there. And so I was like, well, I had already kind of agreed on stream to play some Saturn stuff. What's a Saturn game that I think I can do everything in in the three hours that I'm going to be streaming and I don't need a save file? So we pulled off Sonic R. First time I'd ever played it. I was able to do 100% of everything, which is not saying too much because there's only five tracks in the entire game. Jeez. Uh, but, man, I love this game. It's so freaking good. That's 30 bucks a track. I'm just trying to... I was looking at it on price charting and was like, oh, man, that's tough. Because of that, it's hard to rec- – like, is it worth it? I don't know. Is is a game that will take you three hours to unlock everything in worth that much? Who knows? That's up for you to decide. But it's 
it's this game even more than Shining Wisdom is so of an era. I love that really early 3D that you get in like some real early N64 stuff, some Saturn stuff, some PS1 stuff where it felt like the world wasn't ready for games to be in 3D yet, but designers didn't care and they were going to do it anyways. So the entire game is just barely holding itself together. Like you feel like the entire environment is about to rip itself apart (laughs) because it just can't sustain itself. But the whole time you're playing it, you just appreciate all that jank. You appreciate all the weird clipping and stuff. The soundtrack in Sonic R is legendary. So good. Really? And I don't know. It's just, if you love a good janky game, you're going to like this one. I I really had a lot of fun with it. Good recommendations there. Um, So I beat one other game. And it's because I'm doing a Nest Friend video on the the series uh, at some point. But uh, RBI Baseball 2. Yeah, beat a baseball game on the old NES. You're probably out there thinking, wow, that's incredible. And uh, it was. <laughs> it was pretty fun. Yeah, just played a little season there, and uh, yeah, that's what I did. Did I just include it so I could have one other game to mention on the show? It's possible. It's possible. I beat NES games all the time. I don't always bring them here. But God damn it, I beat two games. I beat Golden Axe. And RBI Baseball 2. I, I got to admit, the first one, way too hard for me. But the second one, was able to to get some get some liners into the gaps, get my men on base, pulled it out. So there you go. I would love nothing more than for you to just cut out that section of audio and make that the entire Nest Friend video on it. <laughs> just you showing 15 seconds of footage. Yep. So uh, I played RBI Baseball 2. I beat that. Yep. I beat that game. Beat it. Beat that. Up, uh, beat it. Yep. All right. Beat uh, every team on there. But <laughs> good, good luck to you on that one. Yeah. But speaking of, speaking of twos, I mentioned before, I beat Walking Dead Season 2. Whew, this one took me way longer than it should have because I was just really, really struggling to convince myself to pop it in. It was, I think I just haven't been in a headspace where I wanted something heavy, so I probably never should have started this game, but... I am glad that I went all the way through. I absolutely intend to, st- to keep going through season three and season four, but whew, you should. They're good. I mean, g- yeah. good on the writers for uh, after Walking Dead season one. Like I knew, I knew how that ended. You know, you have your choices. I won't spoil anything, but I knew it was an emotional ending, it was an impactful ending. So I was confident that this game would do that too. And even, like, stealing myself for that, I still ended up breaking down because it's just, they're oh, they're so effective in how they write these scenes and, like, get you attached to these different characters and things. Yeah. And I, I'm a little torn on how my story shook out. On one hand, I feel like the decisions I made narratively are correct, but uh, maybe inconsistent with how I would actually handle these situations in real life um difficult without spoiling anything but sometimes it's 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 tricky in a game like this where you just have a binary choice you have an a or a b and in real life you're like well i would obviously do something in the middle like i would obviously try to do this reasonable thing rather than having to make this harsh choice but um obviously that doesn't make for very realistic design and so you end up having to kind of 
be a more extreme version of yourself than you want to be. And so I ended up making choices that I felt were consistent with the, the themes and the lessons that the story was teaching me over maybe necessarily what I would have done as a person. Yeah, I 100% get that. And I, I think I left a few of those seasons a, a little uneasy, but I ended up liking the games more because of that, because I think I very I very rarely end the game with a feeling above being happy that it's that I beat it. <laughs> and so when there was some <laughs> lasting effect of like, wow, I wonder what would have happened if this or that, or if I was really in this situation, this or that, or this character or whatever, wonderful see them again. Like, I really liked that, um, just the just how it would, would leave me a little rattled sometimes. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I think I it's part of the that. experience. Fe- feeling a little disjointed, a little thrown off. It's not going to be the happy ending that you want it to be, as long as you just own it as the story you made. Right, then yeah. That, that sticks with you just as much or more than you, like, manipulating all the decisions correctly to uh, produce whatever version of the story it is that you were, like, video gamey trying to achieve exactly yeah and i i think there's some lessons in that game in in that uh, or in that whole series of franchises is i guess there really is no great ending and uh life happens and you're not in control of everything and i think it it really you're just making the uh the least the least bad decision rather than the best decision all, uh, a lot of the time so I, I, I really like that about it and i think um did you play detroit yeah. yeah, yeah, I like Detroit a lot. Yeah, uh, I think it. I think that's a, a very similar, very similar uh, thing that it does. Is it just really challenges your? It re, it removes the control from you in some ways, but gives you all of it at the same time. It's it's very interesting how it works. So, uh, but yeah, I'm really glad you finished it. I don't expect you'll play season three uh, too soon, but um, I think they're all great, man. I I enjoy those a lot. I'm glad you're playing them. Yeah, I don't. I won't wait another. 10 years or however long it took me from one to two, but uh, I need to jam a couple of new super lucky's tales in between any decision (laughs) to go back for season three. There's plenty of in 64 games uh, left out there, man, for you to, to, for you enjoy very cheery, very cheery games there. All right, let's get into some um, uh, beat tweets. And again, you know, if you beat a game, tweet it at us, use the hashtag, just beat it, include a screenshot, say something about the game, make sure you at us so that we can find it. Because otherwise, we're just looking for that just beaded hashtag, and it's a lot of it's a lot of people super duper into Michael Jackson, believe it or not, um, and sometimes some people super duper into some other stuff. Right on, yeah, 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 yep, indeed. Uh, okay, so <laughs> so uh, I guess here we had a tie for the 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 big dog here for the polykiller we have a, a two-way tie and uh interestingly enough and i'm looking here not seeing him no corpse flood what are you doing man he's saying he's here one minute he's gone the next if he's he's turtling or he's not doing anything you know whatever and then he's, he's got this april fool's day thing he played on us he got he got me so excited i know you were excited here at polykill mm-hmm. headquarters we were the light started buzzing because of the electricity because we thought <laughs> we thought my oh my and you get this many beats coming in here and you get the you get our mentions up you know that's good for business you know and uh he's, he said he was going to play all those star wars games on the uh on the everything <laughs> like he did the yeah. turtles, but the, with the Star Wars. Follow game. onto them turtles and beat you know all hundred and eighty Star Wars games or however many there yeah. are. Yeah, and I was like, you know, maybe not in a month, but hey, this guy could do it. You know, within a year at least for sure, six months probably. 
Um, and then he said it was an April Fool's joke. And uh, I, I'm, I'm wondering, Steve, did you know it was an April Fool? Like when you saw it, were you like, oh, sweet? Or were you like, he's pulling one over on us? Because I never thought that. I thought 100% nope. he's doing this. Uh, I 100% believed him. <laughs> and a, a credit to you, Corpse Flood, that one of the only people that I think uh, I, I know that if they said to me, if they stared me in the eye and said, I'm going to beat every Star Wars game, that one, I would believe them sight unseen. Like, yeah, he says, I'm like, yeah, you are going to beat every Star Wars game. There's no <laughs> doubt in my mind. And then two, someone else would say that and they'd be like, you know, that's kind of my life goal. You know, I just want to, <laughs> I want to eventually beat every Star Wars game. I think that'd be like a fun, you know, w- plant that flag way off in the distance. And Corpse Lord's like, yeah, that's, that is April. I'm going to beat every Star Wars game in this spring before it warms up. <laughs> We're going to have a couple of rainy weekends, and I intend to beat every Star Wars game as a result. I know. I didn't even flinch. I almost just scrolled past the tweet. I was like, great, sweet. And then cool. uh, yeah, later on, right. um, learned that it was a giant lie. And uh, I've not I've not really recovered from it, uh, Corpse Flood. You know, and even worse, he didn't even he didn't even beat a game this month. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow, he really pulled one over on us. Hey, now, that's not true. He beat something. He beat Yakuza Kiwami or something like that. Uh, maybe that's all he's been playing. Uh, I just, uh, he's, nope. You know, you just assume if you don't see him in the up in lights in one of the top two that he's not there at all. But no, uh, yeah. sometimes he hangs out with the <laughs> with the plebs down at the bottom. You know, uh, I sometimes just assume that he's not well. I've reached out to him multiple <laughs> times when he has a problem. I'm like, I hope you're doing good, man. He's like, yeah, everything's fine. I'm like, okay. He's, he, he, Steve didn't put you on the sheet, so I got worried. I got a little worried there. All right, here we go. We've got our poly killers here. We got uh, coming in at tied for number one. We got top spot one, two, three. He beat Pac-Man Pizza Hut. I'm gonna have to explain that one to me, Steve. Uh, he also finished inside, which goddamn, we just love to do around here. And he also beat Oh My God Zombies. They beat three games, and that was good enough, folks. Three weeks. I want to remind you, this has been three. It's a three-week span. This is a three-week span. <laughs> you had your chance. People out there that have been like, I'll never get it. Uh, this was your, you had three weeks to beat four games, man. It's your and, fault. And you couldn't pull it. You know, it's funny. One of our previous recordings, just a standard two week window, we had so many beats that we had to split off the top beaters mm-hmm. into their own tweet because yeah. it was so full. And then this time you get three weeks and I, just like us, I think everyone was taking vacations. Must I don't have know been. what's going on. Yeah. Everyone's getting, but, everyone's getting the, the prick and getting out there in the wild. But, uh, all right, let's. You know, let's we got a we got a little bit of a flag on the play. Let's call this Pac-Man Pizza Hut. So, <laughs> top spot is he's he's taking this this tie first place trophy on some pretty shaky ground. Pizza Hut right now, I think right now it might be over at this point. Has a promotion where you order a pizza, and on the top of the pizza box, there's a Pac-Man board. That you can use uh, like a phone app or a QR reader or something, and it lets you play a digital version of Pac-Man on the top of the Pizza Hut box. He has a he has a video on his YouTube channel. I think he has a short on the mm. Top Spot One Two Three YouTube channel that talks about this. So you, everyone can go check it out there. But I mean, he's he's in second if we're not counting this this grease stained Pizza Hut box Pac-Man. But I <laughs> I respect. The freaking audacity to tweet that out the same as other people are tweeting out. You know, we'll get to some tweets down below, but they're like, oh, I beat this NES game for the first time. You know, after a year, I finally beat Contra. And he's like, 
I finished my pizza and I put my greasy thumbprint on my phone and I played two minutes of Pac-Man and it counts. Uh, Mic drop. You know, we do have a bit of a, we have a bit of a lust around here for getting the, the rare console beats. Somebody beats something on the CDI, we'll shout it. You beat something on your FM towns, I guess. We know we get, I get real (laughs) into that. Uh, we hadn't had a Pizza Hut box yet, and uh, we'll say because first it was last, first, I, I don't think we could ever count it again. So, <laughs> top spot's the one and only. He gets that one to himself. Who'd he tie with? Tied with our good friend, Dean, round two gaming, who beat Plague Road, Doomsday Warrior, and Prehistoric Man, which is a pretty interesting, pretty diverse selection of games, I think. I mean, hard to beat someone that beat a pizza box, but if you're not <laughs> going to play any pizza, then certainly that's a good selection. Right on. Good job there, Dean. All right, let's get into these tweets real quick. We got coming up first, Caleb J. Ross, co-host of the Tales of the Lester Medium podcast, polymedianetwork.com. He says, hashtag just beat it. Days gone. So much better than I expected. Grinding if you want it, stealth if you need it. A zombie story that's not really about the zombies. A must play for open world fans. I think he's talking to me. I think he is. He's he's looking right at you. Wowee. Glad to see uh, Caleb continuing with the tradition of punchable faces in the beat (laughs) tweets. (laughs) But uh, as we continue to just promote ourselves here, this was not intentional, but it worked out that way. Next up, we have Josh Leslie at Frantic Society, co-host of the Indie podcast. He beat Crumble by Brute Force Games. It's pure platforming at its best. I had a blast with this game, and I'm looking forward to bettering my times and unlocking more skins. If you're a 3D platforming fan, I highly recommend it. I think he's talking to you. I will say. He he was. This this will show up on an indie quest if it hasn't already. So it seems like a pretty cool game, actually. Very, very much my jam. Hmm. Actually, he was nice enough to gift me a copy of it. So uh, maybe coming to a polykill near you soon. Oh, my God. All right. Up next, Marshall at Sir Flynn one I don't know why, but for some reason I never got around to fully beating Super Mario World. I got it the same week it released in 1990, but never went all the way through. Today, that has officially changed. Did both front and back door. What what does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) I assume that he's talking about the different exits into Bowser's Castle, but I just appreciate the sentence, Polykill did both front and back door. I know, I I hesitated to read that sentence because I was like, I don't know what he's talking about, but I'm into it. Uh, it does track yeah. for the game. We're we're open to both doors, Marshall. Uh, we appreciate that. But no, that's cool. Good. Congrats. It's always good to beat that one that's just a thorn in your childhood side. Oh man, mm-hmm. that's the that's a real feel good beat tweet. We actually got one more of these coming up here in a bit. But uh, I I love to hear uh you know this one bested me as a kid, but I I came back as an adult and I showed it who's who. Yeah, yeah. All right. Next up here we've got Nolan at Apoc Angel says, what an experience. I just beat it on Dishonored for the very first time hmm. and was blown away by the re- rewarding mechanics of stealth throughout the game. Characters were done so well, and I felt that all my decisions mattered, choosing their fate. Amazing game. Wow. Very cool. Dishonored long been one of them franchises that I've like wanted to play. I have a couple of them that I've sort of inadvertently added to my collection from garage sales and stuff over time, but I've just never really plunked down and actually tried one out. Man, you get the sick rats on people. It's always fun. Ooh, up next we got a we got a fun guy here, Hungry Bill at HB Pizza Bandit. Oh my, oh my. 
I bet he's played that Pac-Man game. All right, he says, Spider-Man for PS4. Great game, graphics, sound, controls, and story. All A1. I had to start over as my 70% completed saved game was deleted by an anonymous butthead. Oh, no. That sounds, uh, man, I hope his, uh, hope his PS4 CR32 battery didn't go out. That would be rough. Well, congrats. I mean, that's that's one that's, I mean, man, I wish I would, I w- you know, I would play it through it again. It's fun. It's a good good game. Yeah. And, you know, I, if, you, if you're out there, anonymous butthead, yeah. I love to see you take the L on this one. Oof. Yeah, man. Next up, familiar face. We got Church at the Game Grinder, who just beat it record of Lodos War, Deedlet in Wonder Labyrinth, Whoa. which is just a phenomenally fun name to say. Deedlet. I love the franchise it's based on. Deedlet is awesome, and Team Ladybug made an amazing game. The animation is phenomenal, beautiful even, and even does unique, creative things with its solid gameplay. Loved it. That tweet reads a little bit like a mad lib i can't tell if you're tricking me into saying things but uh <laughs> i believe that all those words track and uh church does a lot of these metroidvania games i've seen him go through a lot of them so uh if he's saying it's good i believe it yeah this one looks really cool i'll have to, i've never heard of this before in my life but i'm interested very cool uh, up next, we have one of the one of the fellas here. This is the big tweet. This is the big tweet here. Okay, okay, here we go. It's top spot one, two, three. The first beat tweet of a pizza box top for Pac-Man Day One. First screen of Pizza Hut's Pac-Man promo. Touch joystick makes the game barely bearable. The first screen is pretty easy, but on the next, the bad hitboxes really come into effect and the glitches. And yeah, I'm looking at the top of a pizza box right now, and that's uh. That's interesting. My goodness. All right. I hope the pizza was good. <laughs> I, I love the idea that you're playing a weird version of Pac-Man on top of a pizza box, but you show it no grace and you still complain that it has glitches and that it's buggy. Mm-hmm. Like, you're playing on a pizza box. I think we need to call a spade a spade here. Yeah. And is he playing that on like a, a painter's easel? <laughs> I don't. He seemed to really set up this. He like he was ready for this beat. Dang, he, he was not messing around. Very cool, man. Next up here, we've got JJS Boyce. This is another one of them feel good, oh, okay. childhood comeback stories. Legend of Zelda was a bit much for me in 1986. Today, I did it. All right, I explored happily and found and beat level one on my own. But when I stumbled across level eight under a bush, I realized how obscure this game could be. And it was walkthrough time. But still, <laughs> just beat it at Polykill County. He calls us out. He says, you have to count this, even though I used a walkthrough. And we do. Hell yeah, man. Hey, it's 2021. People are using walkthroughs, man. It's We've all got <laughs> we've all got lives. But to come back from 1986 to 2021 and freaking lay the gravestone down on Zelda, way to go, boys. Heck yeah, man. My favorite game uh, ever, largely nostalgia-driven. I'm I'm hoping you liked it. I don't know if uh, I don't know if you indicated that you loved it, but it seemed like you, you're happy that you beat it. I'm happy too. All right, up next, Super Nintendo Hodge, our boy Hodge. What's up, Hodge? He beat hashtag Call of the Sea recommendation from Blinkoom. Hey, that's you hey. on the Polyco Podcast. Oh shit, that's us. Oh, love these walking simulators with puzzle elements. Some a lot more challenging than others, and a lovely story as well. Recommended if you like these style of games. All right, looks like you you you. You did it. You got someone to play a game that you like. Don't you love it? Don't you love it? You love you love to see it, and you love it when they love it, enough to go through. I mean, that's the 
that's the full circle of life, mm-hmm. baby, is you plant a little bit of a seed in the in the now playing discussion, and then it blossoms, mm-hmm. the acorn falls, someone else grows it, and it comes back around as a forest of beet tweets. That's what it's all about. <laughs> That metaphor is perfect, and I nailed it. I so it pretty good. moving on to our last B tweet here. This is one that I obviously pulled. From Rusty Lewis at Ari Lewis 2011, Balan Wonderworld will do little to rival the 3D platformer juggernauts nowadays, but I still think it's worth playing. It's overflowing with charm, has a lovely soundtrack, and a fun costume mechanic that keeps gameplay fresh. Thoroughly enjoyed the game. Obviously, the only other person in the world that liked it and so <laughs> united front me and rusty against the world thank you for this tweet my friend and he pirated his copy he didn't even it doesn't even count for the uh, the sales that's what a bummer but no that's cool all right both people that like that game are on this podcast or have or one of them's on the podcast and the other one was mentioned i mean it's what a small world it is right yeah. Very cool. Uh, all right, let's get into the man. We're pushing. We're pushing an hour and a half here. It's time for the top five. All right, top five. No, it's not. It's time for you to get into that hot damn seat, it, buddy. Damn it! I can't dodge he, the hot You see, I tried he tries so to hard. Do so. Run right past uh, it. I tried. Mm-mm. I got sensitive them cheeks. cheeks down, my friend. I've got Fair's sensitive fair. cheeks. I've been wearing baggy britches, and the sun's been out. I got a little bit of. I got a little bit of hot bottom. Being That's out. All right. We strapped you, and you're good to go. All right. So I themed mine as well. My theme is that there's five questions with no theme. Oh, interesting. Can't wait. So right out the gate, I got to ask you, mm-hmm. you know, you a buttons man, a zipper man, or a Velcro man? Or what are we talking about? Like on my chastity belt or just anything? I intentionally left that open for you to aggregate your feelings on all things and determine a winner okay i like zippers i'm a big zipper guy buttons are just too involved i gotta get my thumbs in there i gotta find them it's hard to do one-handed oh i used to have this pair of jeans i don't know who i don't know where they came from i didn't buy them i i sometimes just find jeans my wife finds them i guess and makes me wear them but anyway (laughs) the point is it didn't have a zipper fly it was four buttons and uh, in an emergency, because I often wait until it's an emergency. I got I'm a, I have a busy man. I just can't be like, oh, let me go ahead and use the bathroom ahead of schedule. I, I don't have forethought <laughs> like that. It's like, okay, we got to go right about now. Every time it was an emergency, it was, I almost had to call the fire department. I couldn't get them down fast enough because of the stupid buttons. And Velcro's just too loud and scratches my skin sometimes. I don't like it. I, I You know, I respect that. I, I would say... I would entertain arguments for zippers or Velcro, but it feels like buttons are an easy third place oh, in that right? one. Right? Easy third place. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to let you decide whether or not this is because she said something funny or did something stupid. But what's the hardest you've ever laughed at your daughter? Oh, man. Just the shit she says constantly. She's <laughs> she's two, and she just she only knows us, which is a sad COVID reality. Right, yeah. she only knows my my wife, me, and her grandmother. She's not really met a ton of people, but she and it's probably normal for all kids to just regurgitate what they hear. But when she wants to ask for more dessert or something, or not more dessert, we're not like just giving shoveling dessert in her mouth, but like after she eats her dinner, if she eats everything, we had had been saying, "Would you like a dessert?" And she would either say yes or no, usually yes. Uh, well, now she's a step ahead of us. 
but instead of asking, can I have a dessert? When she's there with her plate, she's like, do you want dessert? Like she's asking <laughs> us because she's like, I know when you guys say these things, I usually get a dessert. So now she just, she asks questions that we would ask her, but we are like, oh, I know what you're saying. You want dessert? Like, yeah, I guess that we do, don't a, we? That yeah. is incredible. Yeah, it, it makes me giggle <laughs> yeah. every time. Do you get jealous that you're not the funniest person in the house oh, anymore? It's, it's constant. It's constant. I've had to put my hand over her mouth. I'm like, stop it. No, 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 no. You're too funny right now. <laughs> this is all I have. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Honestly. I had to grow my hair out to stand out a little bit in this house. Uh, well, let me ask you. How many days, on average, do you think you wear a pair of pants before they have to get washed? Oh, man. I think, man, I covered this with you a long time ago. And um, I ever since then, I think about you every time I double wear a pair of pants. I'm like... Now, would Steve push it to day three? I don't know. But here's my rule, I've decided. I will wear jeans 100 days straight. Yeah. Don't care. I don't. I just don't care about my denims. But now a sweatpant, I think you get two wears in that because it gets, some, it gets a little funky. It can get funky. A lot of trapped heat. You know, it's a sweatpant. <laughs> it's a sweat bridge. So, I mean, they're kind of designed to do that. Uh, I'll swap those in and out a little bit. But a denim, I mean, I will, I will straight up just... I will dip my fries in barbecue sauce I pour directly onto my lap and keep wearing those pants for two more days. I just don't care. Especially not in, in uh, the COVID reality, right? Oh, no. You know, just a first couple slop. of times that anyone in the house sees that barbecue stain, maybe you're a little sheepish, but after a while you're like, I'm just going to stop wearing pants because then the stain can just get wiped off my leg. I'm saving time that way. And even with that, I'm still the second cleanest person in my house because my daughter's still shit in her pants. So, I mean, like, I'm not going that far. <laughs> My wife's pretty tidy, but I'm like, hey, hey, listen, I'm still, I'm ranked second in here, so we're doing all right. The cat shits and he shits in a box of gravels we have. That's disgusting. <laughs> so I mean, I'm I love the idea ranked pretty high of you taking a big scoop of a potato wedge with some barbecue sauce, <laughs> bringing it up to your mouth. A glob falls on your pants. Your wife gives you like a little raised eyebrow, a little playful, like, what's going on here? And your first reaction is a very defensive point to your kid and says, well, she still shits her pants. Exactly. 100% that's what I would do. Uh, amazing. Got to be nailed. All right. So uh, of all of them, who's your favorite comedian? I know you're a big comedy guy. Who's your, who's your all-time fave? Wow. You know, it's interesting. I don't think I have ever, ever been asked that question. Um, and I'll say like a lot of other things, it changes. So I'm going to tell you right now who I'm really into. And it's sort of a, uh, I've gone back and appreciated him more. And that's Fred Willard. I really like Fred Willard. Now, I don't know if you're, I don't, a lot of people don't, they hear Fred Willard and they're I like, I don't know Fred. I don't know who that is. Do you know who Fred is? I don't know who Fred Not Willard is. a clue. All right. So if you, he's never been like a leading guy. Okay. I don't even think he's really done any stand up. but Fred Willard is going to be a recognizable face and voice to you if you've watched any of those mockumentaries, if you've watched the Spinal Taps or the Best in Shows or some things like that. He's done a lot of other bits on TV, that kind of thing. He's always an upbeat guy. He kind of has a uh, sort of a fake weatherman kind of feel to him. Uh, but what I really like about Fred Willard, and I think I harped on this on the last Drunk Friend podcast, so I'm just in a Fred Willard mood. But he, in Best in Show, I think is... It's some of the most impressive like improv that I've ever seen because those those movies are um, the Christopher Guest mockumentaries are all just improv and then they just made made that mm -hmm. into a movie. 
uh, when he's riffing on what those dogs are doing at that dog show, because he doesn't understand the dog show, so he's just asking this expert, like, wh why, why they're doing it and what the dogs are up to. Uh, it's some of the funniest shit that I've ever I've ever seen in my life. And um, that mixed with, you know, all, the, all of his other work, I think he's just a super, I'd almost say underrated dude, even though he's well-respected in the improv circles. But I am, uh, I'm big on Fred Willard lately. I'm trying to, because I miss Fred Willard. And that's a, that's the thing. Gone gone too soon, if, if we're being honest. So, just big on big on. Look right at through now. his catalog. Yeah. What a huge range of stuff. I mean, yeah, he was on tons and tons of shows. He's been on dramas, comedies, he's done cartoon work. Um, this is definitely falls into that category of person that I recognized the face but would never have known the name of. Exactly. Now. So yeah, good pick, good pull. Cool. Yeah. All right, so you know, last off, I gotta, I gotta know the the important information here, which is how often, and in what context, do you pee with your door open? Okay, so all the time, hundred percent of the time. I mean, at work, we just have you know just a stall. Uh, you know, there's no door around me. I'm just I'm just whizzing. I'm with people I know that I work with, they're just walking behind me. Yeah, no big deal. So I'm kind of used to it there. But like uh, the way our house is set up. Uh, the, the places where the bathrooms are are very separated from where, where my wife and daughter hang out. That door ain't shut when I'm pissing. There ain't no chance. Sometimes even the cat will come in and just kind of rub around my feet. And I'm like, you might not want to do that. You might, your tail might get a little splashed. That's not... You know, he's the only one at risk here. But, um, again, he shits and gravels in the house. So he's already kind of a gross thing that we keep up with. But, uh, but yeah, I'm always... If I can get away with it, yeah. Yeah. I love peeing outdoors, too. I don't know. Is that a Minnesota thing? Just love it. No, I don't think oh. that's a Minnesota. I don't, Any chance no, I, I get. a statewide thing. I think that's just sometimes people do that. <laughs> Any chance I get. Oh, man. Well, when I go to Minnesota, I'll have to show you boys something. But, uh, man, if I, find, if I find a good secluded tree, I'm killing the grass up near it. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I pee more when I pee outdoors. Right? Like, there's like a scientific thing where if I'm peeing outdoors, there's like 50% more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if I took that exact same pee indoors... 50% less. Yeah, and if you take it indoors in a toilet, what about that? I don't know that I've ever done that. <laughs> uh, I'll let you know. <laughs> cool. Was that it? That's all. You survived, my Ooh. friend. Tell me, how bad was it? I, I tried to mix in a couple of uh, insulters, a couple of revealers, oh, but you know, sometimes I just feel the hot seat can help the people learn a little more about you. I was really into it. I thought it was really good. I, I regret trying to get out of it earlier. I'm always afraid of what you're going to ask me. Mm. I forgive you. Good. Thank God. All right. So now finally that top five that I promised earlier, we're going to get into it now. Top five games that we don't remember playing. <laughs> we don't. We, we did, though. We we played them. We've definitely played these, but we, you know, in the pursuit of beaten games, you know, when you're on a podcast about beaten, when you're the type of person that tracks your beats, you're trying to play through your collection, sometimes... Unfortunately, that beat is kind of just more about getting that beat in and moving on than it is about anything else. It so. can be, yeah. Now, then that's the thing, too. My list, are, it's all games that I beat. It's not even like games that I just played for a minute and forgot, like, oh, have I ever seen that in action? No, 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 no. I beat it. I did exactly what they wanted me to do, and I don't remember it. So, Same, actually. All five <laughs> of mine are games that I beat. There's not a single one that I just played, so... I don't know. Is it embarrassing? Is it fine? I don't really know how to feel about it, but it's interesting, I think. I think it is going to be interesting. I, I was really glad when you brought this one up. So uh, what I think is was troublesome and is doesn't, doesn't going to make sense is I didn't really know how to order them. 
So because yeah. they're all equally like, huh? Uh, but I think Same. my number one is is was something that uh, I even was it even in, I was impressed that I didn't remember anything about the game. <laughs> so uh, I'll go ahead and get started. Then my number five is Deadlight. I played that in July 2014. Uh, I just I scrolled through my how long to beat. I kind of recognize the name. I don't know anything about it. In fact, I didn't even look it up when I saw that I didn't know anything about it. I'm going to look it up right now and see if it joggles. <laughs> joggles? Is that a word? Juggles? Joggles my mind um, at all. Dead? Dead-like? Dead-like. Like roguelike, but dead? Like dead-light, like a light, and, and oh. that, that light there is dead there. Yeah. I know nothing about that. I, if you told me that that was a game, I would believe you because it sounds like the name of a game, but I don't know if I've ever heard of it. Okay, I'm seeing it now. It was a, uh, oh, I, I'm kinda, I kind of remember playing it, but it's been a long time. It's been nearly eight years. It's a 2D platformer where you're escaping zombies, um, but it's mm. it's digitized graphics, I guess you could say. Uh, it's not your regular, like, it's not your regular 2D Super Nintendo feel. It's uh, it's It's a little better, a little... A little more uh, uh, appealing than that, yeah. Interesting. Did you look it up by chance? Do you see this? I mean, it, yeah, it looks like a video game. Yeah, it's not. I mean, <laughs> I thought. I mean, it looks it looks decent, but yeah, it's like that. It kind of yeah. reminds me of uh, you know, like a Inside Limbo, but aesthetically more realistic. Interesting, and and no recollection of of playing it at all because you know sometimes you you don't remember the beat, but you remember the play. I. I don't. I mean, now that I've looked up the screenshots, there's there's a little bit of a memory jog, you know. But no, <laughs> if if uh, if I had just seen that cover somewhere and someone was like, "You ever played that?" I would have, with absolute one hundred percent confidence, said no. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, that that's a little different from how I have my t- or my number five here. I remember playing it, but I do not remember beating it, and that's. Daydreamin' Davy, which I assume oh. is a game you're familiar with. Yeah, I got that one on the old channel, the old Daydreamin' Davy. Yeah, you, yeah. you finished so, that one. That one's a, that's kind of a tough one. It's, a, it's amazing you don't remember. I've I've beaten it. I could not tell you you when or how. I I know how I got the game, and I definitely remember booting it up and seeing like the first screen, first area is kind of like a hedge maze type thing going on. Mm-hmm. But I would not have said that I have beaten this game. I have no clue, like, when or how or why. I I, I never thought I did, but I have apparently beaten it. And Mm. I backlog reclaims it to be. I went and I looked up some screenshots of some later levels, and, like, they're familiar enough where I don't think that that was a clerical error. I think that I just at some point sat down and powered through it without much thought and... That was that. There's no date. Do you keep the dates on there of when the beat goes down? No, it would have been at least four years ago because it keeps a record up to a point, but my my records only go back to 2017. Okay, yeah, my mine go back to 2012, and it's amazing that uh, I remember just about everything I beat prior to then. It's the ones that since I've been, I guess, on the big beat kick, doing the podcast and whatnot, and recording these. A few I just don't remember. Like, for instance, Dr. Mario 64. And I beat that August of 2019. Not even that long ago. I don't remember <laughs> putting it in. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, well, I know I've played Dr. Mario on the old uh, NES a fair amount of times. <laughs> uh, but I evidently beat the one on N64. And uh, I trust me. I think I actually did that. 
but I don't remember doing it. That that's a real filler game, you know. When you want when when you're hurting for beats a day before the podcast comes around and you look at the collection like what has an hour long story mode that I can get through? Yeah. That that's when Dr. Mario 64 probably comes calling. That might have been what happened to be to be frank, that's just how it goes, but uh you know, it's interesting cuz I you know, I don't know if I could ever beat the one on the NES. Cause I think you have to get to like level 20 and it's super duper hard. But I think you're right. I think this one had, probably had a little more manageable storyline that I just uh, I wiped out. But uh, I don't remember doing it. That's the important part. So my number four is only number four because it has four in the name. And that's Dead or Alive 4. It's on the 360. I'm not surprised that I've beaten it, but I don't ever remember playing this game. I'm not a huge fighting game person. Mm. And when I do play fighting games, I... Dead or Alive is really not my series at all. So what I'm assuming happened is Dead or Alive 4 is an early 360 game. And I probably bought it during the height of my achievement hunting, just wanting to grind out achievement points and played through it and then determined, oh, these are like, maybe you have to play through the story mode a bunch of times or something. And I wasn't going to go for all the achievement points. So I like... Played through it once, realized it wasn't going to give me what I wanted, and then just never came back. Because I don't know what characters are in this game. I don't know. If you if you lined up all the dead or alive's in a row, I don't know that I could pull four out of that lineup. So <laughs> uh, it is what it is. There you go. I'm like that with fighting games, too. A lot of them, if they weren't the big dogs and I've played them, I don't think they stand out very well uh, among among the other ones. So, yeah, I get it. My number three, similar, not necessarily a fighting game, but it's got a fight in the name, Final Fight Double Impact. I'm not even sure what mm-hmm. it is. I've been looking it up for the past five minutes, and I'm like, what is it? Like, I know it's Final Fight, but I don't recall. This is one where I can legitimately say I don't remember anything. I have no memory of deciding to play it, playing it, or beating it. Or if you even asked me if I owned it, I'd probably tell you I don't. But at some point in April 15, 2019, a mere two years ago, I beat it, apparently. Do you have a system for that one? I don't know. What is, is it? That, <laughs> I don't. I mean, it's. I'm trying to think. It's. I don't think it's one of them on the. I don't know. I'm not a Final Fight guy, but I have Final have Fight guy. I have that one. That one's rare. <laughs> <Hey-o>. <laughs> Look what I've done. But uh, I feel like it might have been. You could on be making this up right now. Like you could. Hold on, let me look. Secretly I, be trolling me and making up fake games. No, no, no. I, I don't know that I would know this one. I would have definitely. Let me see. I would have put the the console that I beat it on uh, on here. So let's scroll down here. Let's see what I put. I'm, I'm feeling like it might have been on the. Yeah, it says it's on the Xbox 360. So it might have been like on a, an arcade, Xbox Live Arcade or something like that. I don't know, man. I don't Interesting. know. Interesting. I just don't know. There's some there's some Final Fight fan out there right now that is screaming into their I was going to say iPod but it into their phone at this point. You idiots, you don't remember what where this game came from, but yeah, I have no recollection of it at all. Interesting. All right. What's your number 3, pal? All right. So my number 3, I feel like I might be the only person that's ever beaten this game and I don't remember beating it. Soldier of Fortune 2 on the original Xbox. this doesn't seem like a game that's real right like (laughs) this is the type of game that fills in a console's library but that no one actually owns or plays how many people out there 
are playing Soldier of Fortune 2 and not just buying it as one of the 660 Xbox games for their full set or something like that, right? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't know this existed either. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I leave some comments on games that I play through sometimes. And I had a lot of complaints about it being, like, difficult and kind of buggy. So you'd think that the frustration of having gone through that would make it stick with me. But but not at all. This is another one where I remember buying this game. Um, but I never thought I actually popped it in. Or if you had asked me, I would have said, no, I haven't gotten around to playing that one yet. Right, yeah. Um, so do you know how about how long ago it was? Uh, it would have been a long time ago. So actually, there... I bet I can tell you roughly when it happened. It was probably around 2011, 2010, somewhere in there that I beat it. There was a period of time where uh, I was working overnights at the time. And after my shift or on my days off, I'd go hang out at a buddy of mine's place. And I was kind of on this kick of beating all my bad games. Uh, where I had like amassed them for different reasons, like games that I didn't care about. I was enjoying the novelty of like knocking them out just for the sake of beating them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and since then my philosophy had changed where I just wouldn't keep those games. I'd get rid of them. But at the time I had stuff that I considered to be like air quotes bad. And so I bet that in going through all my Xbox games, just trying to beat them all, beat all the bad games, this one came around. Uh, and I beat it during that run in the early 2010s. But I can't even, I'm saying it's bad, like my comment said that I didn't enjoy it, <laughs> but I'm not, if you're a Soldier of Fortune 2 fan out there, I mean, don't don't listen to me, I don't remember anything about it. My opinion <laughs> is on the thinnest ice of all time. I have no clue what this game even is. That's incredible, man. I, I'm finding it's, I don't know whether to be sort of amused with what we're experiencing right now or a little bit concerned, to be quite honest. I know. Like, hours of your life that you, you know, maybe, you know, like watching... The games are long. It'd be like watching, you know, a a whole um, a trilogy of movies and not remembering it. You know, be like, yeah, you'd probably remember watching, you know, nine <laughs> hours worth of movies. You, you played this game for now. You don't remember shit. It's interesting. Uh, my number two is The Cave. Oh, okay. This is one that I'm actually familiar with. I haven't played it yet. I would ask you how you liked it, but I bet you don't know. Don't have any clue, man. Don't have any clue. Uh, I don't re- recognize the screenshots. I don't, uh, I only recognize the cover, but I don't, I don't remember anything about the game. It's probably puzzly. I don't know. <laughs> it looks fun. I want to say it's like an adventure <laughs> style game, but I'm not sure. I'm surprised that you would have played that one at all. Interesting. Maybe you didn't. Maybe it is just like no. the ghost version of yourself. Well, I did go through similar to you in some way. I went through a phase where the, um, the Xbox Live Arcade or whatever, or maybe it was just Games with Gold, whenever that was getting real hot, I just yeah. played and beat everything they gave me for free. And I think that was probably one of them. And probably Double Impact was as well. And Deadlight <laughs> was as well. So that's a lot of these are just super forgettable games I played on the Xbox. Interesting. Yeah. And it was January of 2014. Eight years ago. It's crazy. Nine? Nine? Seventeen years ago. No, seven years ago. I'm sorry. Seven. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. All right, so my number two, it's a puzzle game on the DS. It's called Poochie Poochie Virus. You don't remember playing a game called Poochie Poochie Virus. No. I so don't I remember, believe you. I, I know it's in my collection, and I knew it was a puzzle game, but I would have put money down on having never played through it. I This strikes me as the type of game that I 
played a little bit of to like try it when I first got it and was like, okay, it's a puzzle game. I get it. But I don't remember going through it at all. And maybe it's just that the story mode was so short Mm. that going through it was really relatively trivial. But I'm looking up screenshots of it and it's got like a chicken in a nurse's outfit. And you'd think that that would have stuck in my head. Yeah. But uh, everything I remember of this game is all information that is available on the cover artwork of the game itself. So I, I feel a little bit bad that I have essentially crystallized this off into the back corner of my mind, never to be uh, thought of again. I don't even know what to Google to find it. I've tried to spell Poochie a hundred different ways and um, no <laughs> luck, no luck there. So I don't, I'm not even sure it exists, but that's okay. This could be our Mandela effect episode. Mm-hmm. My number one is interesting because I know it's a game I liked. I rated it 9 out of 10. I beat it just <laughs> a mere six years ago, barely. Illusion of Gaia. I Wow. I know. I know I liked it. I know I, 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 know I played it. I know I beat it. <laughs> uh, I, the reason that this one sticks out to me is because I recently got Pat Contrary's uh, Super Nintendo Guidebook. And I was flipping okay. through it and uh, looking at the pages, and I got to Illusion of Guy and was looking at the screenshots, and I was like, I don't remember, any, I don't remember any of this shit. I don't remember any of it. <laughs> and I was reading what he wrote about, like you know, the game, the story, and I was like, not registering. But I know for a fact I played it and beat it, <laughs> and I know I enjoyed it, but I don't remember anything <laughs> about it. How? I mean, that's great. That means I can play it again and enjoy it all over again. But like, holy shit, that was only five or six years ago. So. And it's not a yeah, short game. It's like 20-some hours. I don't know what the hell's going it's on. It's in the same family of games as Soul Blazer, too, which is one of your all-time favorite games ever. Maybe it was just so overshadowed by Soul Blazer. I just, maybe maybe I conflate them in my head. I mean, that's possible, too. But, geez, I just... I'm, th- this is kind of amazing for you. I mean, most of mine so far have been games. In fact, all of mine will be games where it's like, I'm not really the worst for having forgotten right. any of these. Yeah. Yeah. But... You're living the actual real life version of when someone says like, oh, I just wish that someone could shoot a laser beam into my head and I forget about, you know, Chrono Trigger or <laughs> Super Mario 64 yes. and I could go back and play those for the first time again. Yeah. This is one of those games and you actually have the opportunity to do it. I think so. I, I really do think so. I mean, there is a chance, you know, I'd put it in and it would start coming back to me. But just based off visuals alone, honestly, I recognize nothing Except maybe the villain. Now that I'm looking at it, but other than that, no, I don't remember. I don't remember a lot of that shit. Wild, right? All right, very cool. Yeah. Well, I look forward to you uh, bringing that one back. <laughs> maybe, maybe beating it a second time around. Oh yeah, let's do it. So my last one is on the Sega Genesis, and it's X Men, and it's important that it's X Men because I don't actually know which X Men game. <laughs> Aren't there more than one X-Men There game? are. Or isn't there more than one X-Men game on the Genesis? Uh, oh, did you, you said Genesis? Uh, I mean, I yeah. think there is. I was thinking Super Nintendo when you first said something. But yeah, I, I think there's multiples on both. Yeah, on both this, uh, the Super and the Genesis. Yeah, I think so. I have no idea if this is a self-titled game called X-Men or if I just never put the subtitle into my backloggery when I beat it. But there's an entry that's just called X-Men that I have apparently beaten I don't know what genre it was. I assume it was a side-scrolling platformer, maybe a beat-em-up. Probably. Not too sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I have no idea. I assume this game is beloved by some people because it's a very popular 
franchise on a console known for these types of games, but I could not tell you a single thing about it. I wouldn't have even, I don't even know if it's in my collection anymore. I assume it must still be because it's still on the list, but I have no <laughs> clue about this one. Well, it uh, there is a, a Sega Genesis game that is simply titled X-Men, so it's it's a legitimate version, legitimate game there. Yeah, I think I feel like I've played a little bit of this one too. I think it's the one that got ported to the, uh, or I played the Game Gear port of, which is awful. Don't ever do that. Interesting. I think yeah, I think yeah, I think there you're right. A, I think it's just like a little a little platform where you take the different X Men and beat up dudes. Yeah. There was a period of time when I was in college where I would sit in class and just play stuff on emulator mm-hmm. to to kill time and to not be paying attention. So I assume, I'm pretty sure that this would have been one of those games that I just booted up a Genesis emulator and played through, probably with the audio muted <laughs> in class yeah. using save states and stuff. So it's a beat in like the world's absolute biggest stretch of the term, but am I going to go back and play it again? Uh, I don't know. My standards for a beat have, have certainly increased in the last 15 years, I'll say that. Yeah, I would say though, if you did want to play it, play through it and get that legit beat, I don't think it'd be that much of it. I don't think it's that bad. I think you could do it. Call my beat illegitimate. I think you could write that wrong. Is all I'm saying. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> but yeah, interest interesting run. I mean, that that goes into just like the more general question. Do you think you'd ever replay any of these? Would you ever like categorize them back as unbeaten? in your mind or in whatever spreadsheet or tracking system you use, or even though you've forgotten them entirely, are you just like, well, who cares? I'm moving on. The only one I would be tempted to replay is probably illusion of Gaia because I did enjoy it. But I also know that it's a longer game and I would probably get an hour in and be like, all right, 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 right. right," And then stop. So I don't know how much value I would get out of that. I'm not much of a replayer guy. Um, but I think there's maybe a term limit on that. Maybe after a good 10 or 15 years, I get that big nostalgia boner back, and I just really want to get back in there. There's a good chance. But a lot of these, you know, even though I've forgotten them, I'm sure that um, I could remember parts of it if I played it, and it would just be too fresh to enjoy all over again. Some of yours were digital, but all of mine are physical games that I have sitting on my shelf. And it does make me stop and think, like, if I have already beaten these and I completely forgot about them. Like they're just basically, you know, X-Men light penned out of my, or uh, MIB light penned out of my mind. Do I need to keep these around? Like what are they doing sitting around in this collection? It makes me wonder, do these, do these ones need to go if they've completely zapped out of my brain? I mean, evidently the, uh, their physical remnants are there to remind you. So that's why you keep them there is to remind you of, of what was, what was, I know. It's like a little what once was. It's like a little uh it's like a little headstone for the game. It's like, oh yeah, I remember you. <laughs> yeah. So this is an interesting top five because it's interesting to know the context around these, but I would really want to know if there is anybody out there that has similar experience with similar games. Like, are there things if you keep track of the stuff you beat, or even if you just look back through your old beat tweets or just look through your collection is there stuff out there that you finished that you 100% forgot about? Or are we just two absolute morons who are entirely unqualified for the job we have on this podcast, <laughs> specifically around beating things? Yes, please email us, uh, polycopodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. If that is the case, let us know what game it was and uh, 
what about it you don't remember, which is a weird question. <laughs> yeah. But, what, you know, just explain yourself. And uh, I, you know who I would be curious to hear from is someone like Dean or uh, Corpse Flood who beat a ton of games. Like, even this year, I wonder if, if Corpse Flood could look at a list of titles and be like, wait, what was that one? Like, I wonder. I bet it's possible. So it must, I mean, you beat them so fast, you must, some of them, they can't all stick. Yeah, especially some of the ones that are like sequels, you know, like a lot of the quick uh, arcade ones, like you probably, you probably can't distinguish one from the other if after a few weeks it's possible. So yeah, interested to know, let us know. Uh, all right. Yeah. I think that's going to do, we got a nice big girthy episode here. So, uh, that's, we're just making up for lost time there. We skipped out on you last week. You get a little, uh, you get a little extra this time. You know what I'm saying? So, um, uh, thanks for joining us here. Uh, Steve, let them, let them know when they can catch you there on the old Twitcher route, would you? Yes, you can find me on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays on Twitch, usually around 6 or 7 central, and that's at twitch.tv slash blinkoom. Ends with O-O-M, like out of mana. Very nice. Do you change it up every time you explain that to someone? Every time. Very good. Like out of milk. We need to get more milk. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at TravPlaysGames, uh, on YouTube, Nest Friend, and uh, please check out polymedia.com for more podcasts and shows, and we will catch you in a couple weeks. Peace. Peace.